0: Good morning. Good morning. It's Brenda Essen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Excuse my my voice, my throat. I'm getting better now. It's taken a long time, um, but here it is. But let's talk about <clears throat> let's talk about time itself. I just said very casually. It's taken a long time. That's the way we usually think about time about our Life about our experiences. Oh, it took a long time. And then, you know, you also hear very frequently when it's time for someone to leave, to die, to pass, to transition, whatever word you want. They say, Oh my goodness, where did the time go? This was like a dream, a flash, only one moment. It's very interesting. So we alternate between those two experiences. Oh, this happened in a moment, a flash. I remember something as if it were yesterday. Yesterday. And now it's years later. Well, what is all that about? Very important because it actually informs our lives. This hunger to capture time. Very interesting way to put it too, the hunger to capture time. Of course, ca- time cannot <laughs> be captured, cannot be captured. Some would say because it doesn't even exist. What is time itself? That we're Running from, that we're battling, that we're trying to overcome, that we don't want to lose, that we're hiding from. What is it? What is time itself? Does it even exist? Well, from one perspective, time is memory, it is the compilation of one moment after another. One memory of after another, one experience after another, or it is expectation, projection into the future. Well, when this happens, that will happen, and on and on and on and on. Time and the experience of time is a construct of our memory, of our imagination, of our projections. And it becomes more real for some of us than the actual events of our lives themselves, the actual encounters. How fascinating. You know, there's a whole industry in this country and in every country, I imagine, maybe not every, but many, 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 dedicated to stopping time. I don't want to look young, I'm going to, I don't want to look. Sorry, I don't want to look old. I want to look young. I want to be beautiful, as if that's what it means to be beautiful. I haven't been through the ravages of time. People will say, "Why ravages? Why are we ravaged by our experiences? Because our hopes, our fantasies, our imagination may not have been fulfilled." So we're clawing away to do everything possible <laughs> to make that dream come true. <clears throat> or because the memories that we have haven't been complete. We haven't accepted the event. We're holding on to the shadow of it, the memory of it. And of course, in our memories, all these events are inevitably and naturally distort it. The mind has one very big job, and that is to distort everything to its liking. Not to reflect it as it is, to offer us a taste of a moment, of an experience, of an encounter. No, 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 no. That One part of the mind does that. It's very simple. Maybe simple-minded, which is good. That simple-minded part of our mind, it just presents what is. Right now, there's a cool breeze coming in the window. So it's it's sharing the breeze with me, and I'm enjoying it very much. A lovely spring breeze. Am I going to remember that? Probably not, because it's fine. I'm not resisting it. I'm enjoying it. It's complete I don't have huge emotion invested in the spring breeze. I'm grateful for it. I'm enjoying it. I take it in its stride. Another kind of experience, maybe a thunder or something else that would be harder, that I don't let pass quite as easily. That seems to... Endanger my safety, and I dwell on it and dwell on it and dwell on it. I say seems to endanger my safety because how can something that has already passed endanger your safety? It cannot. What is endangering your safety is the constant reminder of it, dwelling on it, thinking about it, making it feel as if it just happened yesterday and it's around the corner, and it's going to happen again any moment. That is what endangers our safety. That mind, in an effort really to protect us, <coughs> it's doing that to protect us. However, that mind is ill-informed. It, as I said, it distorts everything. So in its effort to protect us by constantly presenting a dangerous situation a negative memory, an unpleasant event, by creating that as something very vivid and real, it actually does endanger our happiness and our safety too because we're so obsessed with it and so absorbed with it that we're not really available to see what's really here. If, in fact, something is naturally endangering our safety, the simple mind will see it right away. And we'll take appropriate action right away. But we can't do that because our mind is loaded, loaded with time. With time. With the expectations of dangerous time. With a hope of good times. Constantly something, something, something. So in our beautiful, wonderful Zen practice, we develop a different relationship with time, with our experiences, with with what's actually happening, with our life, with our actual life. Which is a series of unending, unending offerings from life itself. Endless, can't be stopped, just the way the breath, in and out. The experiences are intended in and out. (laughs) Come on in, and then this breeze, at some point, will fade. It may get warmer today. It may get cooler. I don't know. But my functioning is to be open to whatever comes, rather than to fight it off or to block it, to block time. In Zen practice, time is actually our life. There's no separation between time and our life. We don't see it as coming to a dreadful end someday when a transition takes place. It's just another experience coming. And at that point, we really cannot say anything about it just the way actually we cannot say much in truth about the experiences of our life. We embroider them with all kinds of descriptions, elaborations. We place them in history. We define ourselves by them. We make a whole big deal out of them. Rather than enjoy them, absorb them, Digest them. My very first teacher, Soin Roshi, used to say, we are so stimulated by life that we really cannot digest anything. By that he said, we don't know how to take it in, absorb it, our experiences, digest it, which means to take the nourishment from it and to let go of the waste. That's the way he put it. Very brilliantly, I never forgot it. Wonderful, wonderful example. <clears throat> we eat food. We naturally digest it. Take the nourishment from it and eliminate the waste. Same thing, we breathe in and we breathe out. It's a process. It's really a beautiful process. There is no waste either. The waste becomes fertilizer for something else. It's a very, very beautiful image. Of digesting our experience. That does not include fearing it, describing it, twisting it, changing it, demanding it be something else. That's not digesting your life. That's grappling with it, wrestling with it. Maybe turning it into a product and selling it. We're twisting our time. And when we do that, we actually are, in a sense, losing time because we're losing the moment. We're losing our experience. We're embroidering it. We're trying to take pictures of it. Everyone's taking pictures, selfies. We're trying to hold on to it, to grasp it, to solidify it. There's nothing solid about the moment. There's nothing fixated about your life unless The confused mind begins to do that, distort, to fixate, to grab your life, to put it in a frame. Ah, this is how I was then, this is how I am now, this is how I will be. Snapshots. That is fixating your life. How many moments, really meaningful moments, have passed? have come, have gone, and they will again. And what makes them meaningful? Is it the content of the experience? Or is it that you were grateful for it, that you took it in, that you were present for it, that you weren't fussing with it? This is a very lovely moment for me with the air coming in, talking to you, i even like it more that I don't know many of you. Here and there, I get different kinds of emails and messages from people all over the world that I don't know, and that's very beautiful to me. Ah, oh, dear me, here comes the siren. So that's the moment I say, oh, I wish it wasn't there, but I'm not pushing it away. Even, oh, dear, here's the siren. Just digest it. I think the great art of flowing with time and enjoying time is really allowing whatever comes in the stream of time to come and to be present for it. And whatever floats along, which means everything, to allow it to float along, to allow the movement, to allow the flow of life, to allow the changes to allow life to turn out differently from what I expected. I didn't expect this. Someone said that to me the other day. (laughs) Never expected this. And I took that in, I listened to what he was saying, and I thought, that's a beautiful teaching. Wow, I just listened. Of course not. He didn't, I don't, nobody does. We don't expect big changes, and we don't even expect little ones. So forget about what you're expecting. The practice of Zen is to be available to whatever comes in a very lovely way. Not hating it, not combating it, not hating yourself because you're having this experience. How about being interested in the experience? Being curious about it. Oh, wow. It's like going to a dream movie, a dream movie. Of course, they're all dreams, but they're also illuminating something in the dream. Something in the movie is being illuminated. Something is touching us. Something is teaching us. Something is is opening our eyes in life and in the movie, which are not very different. One aspect of life, that movie, The other aspect of life is the part that's illuminated. Oh, wow. That enjoys, that learns, that is available to the experiences that come. Now, of course, you could say, how is that even possible? So many of the experiences are hard. And yes, of course, they are. And I would like to just say that the more you allow them to be the faster they will move along in the river of life. The more you hate them, fight them, dwell on them, mumble about them, the more you keep them there, the stronger they become. Look already, the spring breeze, that breeze that was there, it's fading. I'm not feeling the breeze at the moment. So it was a a very short time, very appreciated time. Now, because I want more of the breeze, does that mean I'm going to get upset at the next moment that's coming through the window? When that happens, just notice that and let it go. Instead of focusing on your upset and what you want, focus on what is here. Just a little blip, a little change of focus, and the world will be yours. And it already is yours. Uh, now another little breeze is coming. How interesting. Just let it come. Let it go. Let me end this talk for today with a wonderful Zen saying, when they come, we welcome. When they go, we do not pursue. I always loved that saying and I was always amazed by my teacher for many, many years, Edo, who really could do that. He did that. Anyone who came to the Zendo was indeed welcomed, greeted, welcomed, entered, instructed, and (coughs) anyone who went, they just went. They were not pursued, come back, why did you leave? When are you coming back? None of that. No, no, no. None of that. They were thank in your mind. Gosh, oh, little bow, thank you. They're gone. Many of them came back, back and forth. And if you went for a while because you needed some time, never, never was there a question. Where were you? What happened? Nothing. Ah, so nice to see you. That's it. To me, that was a great, great teaching, with people and with life. And just by watching him do that for many, 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 many years, <clears throat> I absorbed it, not by him saying it, by but by him actually doing it, living it. Don't demand the moment stay. It cannot. It must go when the moment is over. Thank In your mind, you can thank it, appreciate it. And when it's happening, if you appreciate it, then that's wonderful too. Anyway, I'm over my time now, but thank you again for listening. The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And my email, if you want to write, is topspeaker at yahoo.com. I'm actually thinking of, I have so many podcasts. Now, I received a um, notice that we've done 250, 250 episodes of the Zen Wisdom today. And I'm going to try to make them into a book. I would like to, maybe I want to hold on to them too, but I would like to share them in all different kinds of ways. So I. that's one thing I... We'd like to offer it to you when it comes, when it's ready. It's a way to go, of course, a way to go. Anyway, thank you. Again, you see how quickly time, 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 it could happen in a day or two. But we have this concept of time, and it limits us. It confuses us. So in the moment, in the moment, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.